Welcome to Guys Being Dudes Radio, specifically the sub-podcast. What are we, some kind of The Last of Us? On today's episode, Coach and myself, Tex-Mex, discuss the third episode of The Last of Us. Welcome to the podcast. Um, I'm ready to get going. If you are, I, I figure we'll we'll riff a little to give a bear some time in case he wants to uh, sneak in. Yeah, sure. Let's hear about the first day of the job. Yeah, uh, nothing happened. It was chill. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice uh, change of pace for you. Yeah, I, I think um, you know we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I don't. Um, I don't expect it's going to be, like, a true cakewalk, but considering how um, aggressive the time schedule and tasks were on the last job, uh, it's nice to be leaving Capitol Hill. (laughs) (laughs) So, Flyers asked me what you actually do, and I had to pull the whole man thing, like, I don't know. It's like, (laughs) you mean you don't know what your best friend does? I was like, I don't know. (laughs) Tell me. (laughs) Yeah, uh, co- coach, uh, he, he coaches something and uh, he teaches, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If it was important. He would have told me. I don't know. <laughs> Kids, maybe fish. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so now yeah. I'm just going to operate on pure ignorance forever. That's fair. I, I'm still figuring it out, too. Um, but no, I, I mean, basically there are every every little agency and even some states that are big enough have like a tiny division that's just dedicated to interacting with congress at large so staffers like what i used to do so yeah. it's it's basically i moved to one of those agencies without naming that agency and gotcha. uh, just settling in there and getting ready to take phone calls from idiots like me and uh <laughs> <laughs> I know you. You're me. <laughs> Wait a second. The Spider-Man meme. <laughs> You're me. Five minutes from now. Yeah. It's it's so incredibly niche and DC wonk. Like I don't know if that thing to explain. Hey, exploit it. Get that money. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta get paid somehow. Until Wendy's sends that check. <laughs> Gotta pay for these clams. Uh, <laughs> we are going to do another Last of Us episode. I do have two meta things I want to talk about, though, really quick. Uh, all right. One being um, the Anchor app, the app we record on. It, it's always been owned by Spotify, or at least almost as long as we've been using it, it's been owned by Spotify. Maybe not that first year. But um, Spotify officially just like renamed it. I don't know if you noticed that, or if it's happened on... Uh, you're... Oh yeah, I noticed that you had the logo for your thing where it used to be mm-hmm. the anchor logo. Yeah. Now it's Spotify. It's Spotify. Yeah. yeah. That's a strong word for what we are. <laughs> well, I've also noticed, unfortunately, we are we are growing in viewers or listeners. No, no one should. No. <laughs> so please stop. Go away. <laughs> no one should. No, you have better things to do with your life. Yeah. Then you don't want to listen to two idiots have a weekly phone call with each other. <laughs> right. Talk, talk for an hour, say nothing, and um, post maybe once every month. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, now I'm, that you're off the hill, though, it could be a little I, bit more frequent. I uh, hopefully I will be home before <laughs> six o'clock or seven o'clock every day, which would be nice. Um, That's the dream. On the true days. <laughs> it doesn't happen to me, but what are you gonna do? Well, well, you get we the same. Our... Yeah, well, true. We put our so as as is tradition, we put our docks in on Friday, Definitely. and now there's a giant snowstorm coming. So, yeah. I mean, by put them in, I mean they're physically in the water, but they are not connected to each other yet. <laughs> they're just floating. They're just floating the river. But they are tied to trees. Okay, so they're, I mean, uh, they'll, they'll survive. The hard part's getting them in the water for the most part. If it snows, freeze um, in place. <laughs> yeah, so it's like getting them in the water. You need a, you need a bobcat for that. Technically, you need a bobcat for that, but it's a shit ton easier with it. 
So we had the Bobcat. I was like, uh, we don't, we're out of daylight, but let's just finish this like last section of docs. So we threw that in there and called it a day. I have never rode out of Boston, obviously, but my understanding is like the docks are a real nightmare. So much so that like, isn't that how some schools get into head of the Charles is just volunteering to do dock work to like set up, break down and stuff. So our docks a pain in the ass because we're like not a real boathouse. And if you want to leave your docks in, you have to pay a very large amount of money for something on top of the fact that we just have, you know, little accu docks, not the wooden docks. So they, we don't really want them freezing. Yeah. Um, no, but if you're a Boston team, you get ahead of the Charles bid because you usually send like a million volunteers every year. Yeah. Okay. So that's just, the real reason. I just knew uh, I've been told the story either by a Boston rower, collegiate. Probably by me. <laughs> no, 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 that like I, I think I would have remembered if it was you, but there's the way they had phrased it is like, oh, I'm stuck working on the docks like this whole week. Uh, to get ready for head of the Charles, like so my team can get a bid, right? No, that I, definitely happens. I, I just thought it was dock work. I didn't know. I didn't contextualize it as, oh yeah, just anybody who sends like their whole team is volunteers. Yeah, we we do all the signage pretty much. Like so, I, I send probably about half my varsity team, and they go put signs up saying for all the different advertisements. Yeah, poop here, not there. <laughs> the hot the uh linux hospitality tents over here <laughs> who's doing the clothes this year it's, it's always uh brooks brothers or no they switch they i don't know why brooks brothers left but it's vineyard vines now i mm. think it's because brooks brothers basically out of business fair enough they, they went all in on rowing and they should have gone in on crypto like me <laughs> You can't lose money on crypto because it was never worth anything. <laughs> Listen, that, 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 that's a lot of people's idea behind Dogecoin, and there's a couple of Doge millionaires out there now. Not many. <laughs> Just remember, J-O-B could have been a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. What, what, is, what a stupid way to become a millionaire. <laughs> Actually playing the lottery and winning is more... Um, reputable than being a dogecoin millionaire <laughs> dogecoin send the check <laughs> uh what are we some kind of the last of us presented by dogecoin um, <laughs> let me see i had that would be a hell of a sponsor right there <laughs> um, i would pay them to have that sponsorship <laughs> in dogecoin of course um yes. So I, I just before we get into it, I was looking at the director. His name's Peter Hoare, H-O-A-R. Um, I think he might be Canadian, but like he's he's one of those weird directors in that like they just have done a bunch of random episodes of television, right? Like, yeah, well, it's, a lot of people have. That's how a yeah. lot of directors get their start. Uh, three episodes of Daredevil. Um, Which Daredevil? <laughs> I hope it's the Ben Affleck one. No, 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 for, for Netflix. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know. One episode of Iron Fist. Uh, an episode of Iron Fist, Runaways, Cloak and Dagger, and The Defenders. Wow, uh, so he, he was all in on the Netflix superheroes. Two episodes of Altered Carbon. Which one? He later directed... Finale of Umbrella Academy 1. It doesn't, I mean, maybe I could go to Altered Carbon and see which one's Peter directed. Let's see. Oops. I never watched season 2 of Altered Carbon. Neither did I. I heard it wasn't that good, so I didn't bother. Season 1's awesome. <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed it. I know book readers didn't love it, but they can he, fuck off. He did episode 9 and 10 of the first season, so the, the penultimate. The, those are fucking good episodes. Yeah, so, like, this is the guy who did 3, but I'm looking, like, I'm going through his credentials, and it's, like, it's a bunch of action stuff, right? So far, and then it, uh, I don't know what this is. It's a sin. I have no Five idea. Episodes. British TV, Canadian TV. He, he's like he's been in the the business for a minute. Like he graduated in '92 and has just been like hopping. He did one episode of Doctor Who, um, A Good Man Goes to War, which sounds familiar. I just it's a Matt Smith one. Um, uh, oh, that's um, that's pretty much when the Doctor goes fucking nuts. Mid-season finale, it says. Um, 
But it's like this action background kind of it looks like and then uh the episode long long time uh which I just want to let me read this blurb that episode titled long long time featured a love story between two middle-aged gay men surviving for years after the zombie apocalypse um or the director who felt a, a personal connection to the story as a gay man himself so it's just wild to me that like I'm looking at this dude's records and it's like all this action stuff and then he just like hey let me just do a let me just do the the this love story this drama that has one action scene in it maybe where not even really like are you talking about when they get when he gets shot yeah when he gets shot that's about it yeah <laughs> let's get you know <laughs> Who's, let's get Zack Snyder to do, you know, Shakespeare or something. Like I, I don't know. It, it, it's just so wild to me. Like looking at this dude's record that he comes and he hits this this episode out of the park. So we can we can get into what are we some sort of the Last of Us, which you finished the show, right? I did last night. Yeah, I um, also finished it last night. Uh, ending, we'll get to it. Uh, a controversial as it was when the game came out. It's, it makes me want to just play the game because you and I mentioned. Oh, I asked you this morning. Like, was yeah. it was it more ambiguous in the game? Some some parts, um, but for the most part, honestly, literally the last, the whole sequence from the elevator to the car and how it was cutting back and forth, they actually framed every shot to be just like it was in the video game. It felt like it was. Like yeah. If someone hasn't played it, it and someone that has played video games, I'm like, I can very clearly see where these cutscenes are. And yeah, yeah, the cutaway, and then yeah, it was like, um, I would assume, what is it, the uh, oh, the Kansas City episode when all the zombies come out and he, she's running through the cars and he's shooting the zombies in the head. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I was assuming that's oh, you have to protect Ellie. Yeah. In the game. Different in the game, but there there is a a. a scenario like that where you're separated and you're like protecting i think in the game you're more you're protecting all three of them um but in the show like they're like we want it to be very clear he's like protecting ellie you know yeah um but that point across yeah some of the like they did beat your head over with the last episode a little bit uh, was, I, I I liked it. I think it was a, a the, the whole show is two out of two. And... No, no, I'm, that's I'm, that's a very very small nitpick. Yeah. I'm not saying like, um, but the to talk about like the show as a whole, it's an easy recommend for anybody who enjoys drama. That the fact that it's set in the post apocalypse actually has pretty much like the the, the zombies are such a small <laughs> role. They're telling human stories in a fantasy world. They yeah, would never cancel Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just so. It's just it, it's a it's a a violent drama that is honestly more violent in the video game. Obviously, it has to be. It's a video game. Yeah, and it's just the the heights of violence. Uh, like I know I know people some people on Reddit. I mean, your first mistake's reading Reddit, but yeah. It's like, why wasn't there more action in this? The game was so much more action. Da, 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 da. It's like, you clearly missed the entire point of this yeah. story. My favorite part of Animal Farm was when the pigs won. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, yeah, it's... Um... My favorite part of Watchmen's when they get in fights. <laughs> Everything in Vietnam, really. <laughs> why didn't they do more of that? <laughs> but no so to to say like this whole show is is an easy two out of two for a lot of people um so my only my only qualm with it in terms of saying two out of two for everybody is a lot of people do not like endings like that yeah i love them i love an ending that makes you think a little bit no one's totally right no one's totally wrong no rule um, just right out back Send the check. <laughs> Send the check. But I know Flyers, when that episode finished, Flyers was like, are you fucking, you made me watch this? <laughs> That's how a lot of people felt after that game ended 10 years ago, right? Like, 
and I know in the 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 post podcast they like uh not even the post podcast they you know they do like clips after for like a minute and it's just interviews of yeah I, I haven't watched any of that um not Druckmann but the Chernobyl guy calls it like the greatest uh story told in the video game medium and I haven't played every video game so I can't <laughs> oh you like video games name every game <laughs> but like in 2013 i i think that would have been an easy answer for me and now i think as far as like a narrative traditionally told story i think it is i it's got to be up there in the top 10 and it's there's not i mean how many how many video games legitimately have good stories to them? not terribly not many the ones that do, it's more in like, it's weird to say like for a video game, but it's just like, it's just, it's such a different medium that like, I don't know. Cause you, you, you have like walking simulators, right? Was what they're called where you're not super engaging with the game so much as walking from point to point. Maybe there's some slight mechanics and it's really just a, a, a you know, vehicle to tell a story. And then you have like something like I really like, and I, I think you do at least the core three, Mass Effect and Gears of War. And I, I really yeah, that, that would have been my say is those two games. I really like those stories, but like I mean, Gears of War, I should replay three, but I remember three being a good story, but it still like never concluded. It felt like yeah, well, it, it but with those it, like it kind of compounds, and it, it it's. Again, the medium is is about spending like fourteen, forty, like sixty hours with these characters, right? Like it's it's more than I'd say it's 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 kind of like I guess it's more like reading in that you know a book you can have twelve books like you can the Harry Potter series, right? The um, Wheel of Time, you you get these like very long stories, and you're like with the characters in their heads. In their spaces, a lot more than you know, with a movie or a TV show. And I think what The Last of Us, the game in 2013, did was it 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 was still like strong mechanics. It was still a video game. It's still very fun, but it, it they had written and presented a story that was more like TV and movies, the medium, right? And I think that alone, figuring that out, that like weird balance is was so unique at the time and still sticks out to me and it's still like regardless of the 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 gameplay is like it's fine it's polished it's it's nothing to write home about it's also nothing to complain about it's just not really what the game's about it's about the story and like the tension between like story points like it's still in one of my top 10 for sure and then if people were to say yeah but i just want to play one game for not a whole trilogy not a you know i just want to digest 12 hours not 40 hours of <laughs> something and or, or even slap it on easy and and coast or i want to go watch a youtube playthrough you know i would say the last of us you're just gonna do one thing you know the last of us was an easy out for me for a long time so I, I I know people were upset on Reddit. Like, what do you mean? There's so many better stories. Let me tell you why Kingdom Hearts three is the best game of all time. Like, <laughs> no, dude. I I have a soft spot for Kingdom Hearts one and two, even three. Um, wild batshit Final Fantasy JRPG shit. Like, it's not it's not good. A lot of people have very deep emotional connections to their Disney characters. I get it. Not not great. <laughs> I've never played a single one. No opinion. One and two. One and two are worth worth some time. Uh, was was that just PlayStation? So like I never had it. Yeah. They only recently um reported everything for for three coming out to the Xbox, but um. So we're we're actually only gonna talk about episode three today. Yes, because that one. <laughs> it's a deep, but I wanted to talk about. No. Is it is like a two out of two show? But then you have this this high point among high points, right? Like. That's like not even the same show. <laughs> no. I, I was talking to a, um, a friend on Friday and he was like, 
about 20 minutes in, he was kind of upset because he's like, are we just going to do a whole side story here about how they get the battery for the truck? And then they're not even in the episode. And he's like, and by the end, like, I was bawling. Like, it was such a good episode. Like, it just movie, basically. And then it's like, yeah, it was just like, <laughs> if you if you, if you you want to be, like, really reductive, you can be like, it's just how they, like, Joel and Ellie get a battery for the truck. <laughs> Everything has to have a purpose, right? Mm. Actually, I would say I I heard a good thing. What's the ending quote? It's like we've got very little protect, but when we do it, we fight like hell. Yeah, but basically, that's that's the gist of the letter from. Um... Yeah, and it's like that's part of what sent Joel on this mission, and ultimately what leads you to the finale. Yeah. Of him doing anything possible. That's we're getting ahead of ourselves. Right. Well, I mean, you get a bit of that in, it starts to creep in in, like, episode eight, even, right? Where he's, like, beating those dudes to death. Yeah, that was brutal. Yeah. <laughs> but, so, let's, let me, let me read. They the also deserved it, but. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody deserves kneecaps. Okay. Um, okay, long, long time, which the title itself is a reference to, um. A song I was not familiar with, but um, is it like Linda something? Yeah, I'd never heard that song before. It's uh, I love that. Uh, I love that Joel knows it um, at the end. But so Joel and Ellie, I'm just reading the wiki here. Joel and Ellie begin the hike to meet with Bill and Frank. Ellie sees evidence of the government's execution of innocence during the early days of the pandemic. Back in 2007, Frank leaves Baltimore and stumbles upon the compound of Bill, a paranoid survivalist who reluctantly takes him in. The men begin a romance, sharing a love of music and food. Years later, Frank contacts Tess by radio, and the two groups enter a tenuous friendship. In the present, Frank is terminally ill and asks Bill to assist his suicide after they marry. Bill, not wanting to live without Frank, kills himself as well. When Joel and Ellie arrive, they discover a letter Bill left for Joel. Bill wrote that protecting Frank gave his life meaning and that he has bequeathed all his supplies to Joel and Tess. Unbeknownst to Joel, Ellie takes Frank's pistol. They take Bill's truck and set out to find Tommy. End Wikipedia summary. <laughs> that is a... That skips over a lot! <laughs> yeah, maybe... so in terms of like just the plot of the whole show not much really happens yeah <laughs> I mean, it's not supposed to i mean we already talked about that but like yeah if you just kind of ignore the entire love story that was beautifully told then yeah nothing happened in that episode i know ben shapiro didn't like that episode <laughs> well a lot of people didn't like it and the thing is like well, it, the, whatever so okay I, I think I've, I don't know if we, we've definitely talked about this. I don't know if we mentioned it on, on the podcast and, and we're here to repeat ourselves, you know, fuck off. Don't listen. Um, please. <laughs> I get those numbers back down. I don't, I don't want to go viral. <laughs> that would be bad for my life. <laughs> um, the, there, there's always like a weird, hateful contingent of people that just anything that is, like gay. <laughs> gay or or inclusive or inclusive right there are people who were upset that pedro pascal wasn't like white enough to play joel right there were people that were upset that like well, oh now, god forbid yeah it, it, fucking pedro crushed it like he crushes honestly. everything he's an amazing actor yeah <laughs> <laughs> Without doubt. it's like who gives a shit it's like it's the the most important thing about joel's like original character is that he's from texas and he has the texas accent that could be fucking anybody like <laughs> that, like the only thing that you can really complain about would be like if they made black panther white <laughs> like, yeah there are certain characters where the color of their skin does matter that right. is not one of them right, right. i mean because of like the intent or what the character's about joel the, the fact that joel is white has fucking nothing to do with his original character right just somebody hit that color on the color wheel when they're making the game. Right. Default. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
still systematic racism. <laughs> so no, but that's the thing. So so there's people that are upset about that. They're upset like, oh, it's an episode of about gay characters. Like they weren't even gay in the game, and they were. He was like, it wasn't. It was a different story in that in the game, um, Bill's alive. Frank is already dead. Their relationship was bad, and like Frank went out on his own got bitten and then hung himself and left Bill a note saying that Bill was like a piece of shit, right? Wow, that's much different. <laughs> yeah. But it was it was about it was about um Frank wanting to like be like leave the compound more and Bill not wanting to. And he just says like partners and they, they throw like partner around a lot. And then Ellie, like in the the at the end of this episode, finds or, or steals um a gay pornographic magazine and that's like kind of what confirms it right yeah. bill also like survives and like goes off to be a, a piece of shit like in the in the wilderness um slick back hair sloppy steaks he steaks and the 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 whole point of the section in the game is for him to teach you a bunch of like random survivalist stuff and um kind of bounce back on forth like off of ellie uh it, it, it's it's just different and they decided to do something different there and take the time to that like i don't know a, a story for like I, I feel like it's a great thing like everything's about relationships and love and they're like let's just sit down and really put like our thesis like out there early on episode three of nine right like which then allows since you set that story up allows you to let the story of joel and ellie to develop a little bit more because yeah that's what gives him the kick in the pants quite literally leaves a, a letter and has this characters read it to the audience <laughs> but that worked because they had just put in so much groundwork that yeah. that letter actually meant something yeah without a doubt like so we do open on this hike right tess has just died um Pedro's not feeling too good. Yeah, Joel and Ellie are, like, very cold to each other, and they, like, there's this whole exchange that's pretty funny where, uh, so his hand's still fucked up, too, from uh, beating up the dude. Shit out of that yeah, dude. beating the dude to death in episode one. Um, but the exchange between Ellie and Joel is, like, hey, like, he, I think, I don't know if he starts it or she starts it, I don't remember, but, like, I just remember she's just, like, I'm not gonna apologize, it's not my fault. <laughs> 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 I don't want you to apologize, and it's like, alright, well, these... These two people are stubborn dicks, like. <laughs> um, but then we do, they do walk, and they're, like, on foot, and they walk past that, like, mass grave, right? Yeah. Um, cut to flashback, Bill's hiding in his fake base, his hidden basement, uh, calls the Fedra agents rounding everybody out, uh, was it Nazi jackboot fucks? <laughs> yeah, jackbooted Nazi fucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so great coming out of fucking Nick Overman's mouth. And oh god, he was so good. He 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 was amazing. So was uh I can't I don't know the dude's name, but he's from apparently the most recent thing he's from is White Lotus. Um Oh my god, is that him? He's like um Yeah, it is. Holy shit. Like, is it Andre or something? He's like a comedic like waiter or 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 something or bell. I don't know what he is in White Lotus. First season, right? Yeah, in the first season he like works. Yeah, with no, he's the head guy of the hotel, basically, like the yeah. manager. He yeah. plays a gay man in that too. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna assume this guy's gay. <laughs> I'm gonna go out on a limb and say Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> Pigeonhole them. Um. So, so he 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 hides everybody gets thrown out and then we get a montage of him just doing like survivalist shit and it's it's funny it's very ron swanson he he's sitting and eating dinner by himself and uh like watching his booby traps like fuck up runners or infected or whatever right um it never gets old <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> just it's it's really it's like hey we just want to do a ron swanson montage like <laughs> basically which is why you hire nick offerman for that role like um so but they knew what they were doing when they hired him for that. He was, I, I think I've told you this. I don't know if I did on the podcast. He was a second choice. Really? Yeah. They, I think they said exactly who they wanted to, but there was some conflict. And immediately, uh, I think, is it Craig Mazin is the Chernobyl guy, a famous writer of Scary Movie 3. Um, 
<laughs> he, I think he was the one who it was either him or Neil Druckmann, the actual the, the creator of the, the video the story for the video game, was like, we got to go like Brian Cranston route. We need to cast a comedian, right, in this role. And then they got like fixed. Bill, I, I think Nick Overman was an easy pick for Bill. I don't know if you've seen Bill's like original character art and stuff. Um, it, he's just like a gruff fucking survivalist dude right um you can dirty anybody up but like like nick overman when i saw that one i was like oh that's that's perfect like not even having played the games not even like i think this person should be in the cast in my head just seeing like the first like promotional posters uh it seemed perfect and he's awesome then we get the part of the character that we never got in the game which is frank showing up right because you also don't meet Frank in the game. He's just dead. He's just he's just the corpse. Um, so they, you know, he. So it's like these time skips, right? So I don't know how long it's been at this point, but it's 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 certainly not right after. No, he's lonely. Yeah, because uh, the house is clearly like covered in dust um he catches frank in one of his traps and like interrogates him is very like standoffish but then um frank is frank and him start to i don't i think i i know that the actors and he lets them in and then they shout he showers and they eat dinner and then they make out yeah yeah but i just mean that like i think Frank has been wandering and lost everyone in his group and uh Bill believes his story and and we do and we have no reason not to and he just seems like truly desperate right like <laughs> and terrified and then you know Nick Overman has hot water and uh, Bill has hot water and you know this this whole little cul-de-sac and uh, lights and you know the stove works and he he kind of he's like you can take one shower get good clothes and you know I'll feed you dinner and then you kind of get out of here and like he I, I'm trying to decide like I don't know when Bill realizes you know his his you know feelings for Frank or whatever but I think I think obviously the dinner is is a is a hard turn where he makes something very nice, right? It's it's a fancy... Um, he even puts it on the flatware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they charging dishes or something? But, yeah, um, I don't know what the fuck they're called. Yeah, plates, plates for plates. Um, yeah, we were offered those at our wedding venue, and we were like, uh, no. <laughs> I don't need a plate for my plate. But it's like, it's like a very nice, like, uh, particularly cooked rabbit with, like, a paired wine and stuff, mm-hmm. and... I think Frank realizes that, well, Frank doesn't want to go back in the wilderness, period, and realizes that, like, this house is, like, clearly he has all this stuff, but there's dust everywhere, and, like, the, it's decrepit, right, and I I, I think they they said in their podcast and stuff that, like, he realizes, like, he could make a purpose for himself here, even before he realizes that, like, Bill is also gay, um, which... We we mentioned this last. This is before, at least, saying time stops right when the apocalypse hit. The apocalypse hits before. Yeah, like, we looked it up last week, and yeah. gay marriage in Matt, and this is Massachusetts. Yeah, yeah. Which was the first state; it still was not legal. It still wasn't legal, so I think. I don't know if. I think like the apocalypse there's like all oh, all fucking semblance of of norms kind of go out the window but you know the world that they had been in their whole lives like I think even though it was on the trend up I still think they're in the like you know nobody should know I'm yeah, gay. stay in the closet <laughs> yeah and um he he uh goes to after dinner um goes to the piano before he leaves and you know i think i don't know i didn't pay attention to this but now i'm thinking was the piano actually like not dusty you know like everything else in the house um 
I believe you are right, sir. But I do remember it being kind of out of tune. Yeah, yeah. Well, also, like, Frank sings terribly, right? Or, or he sings in a way that, that is not uh, as... as uh, <laughs> close to the song as Bill. Like, and it upsets Bill, and then Bill's like, no, I have to... <laughs> yeah, I have to step in here. I have to step in and, and do it do it correct. Let me show you how it's done. <laughs> uh, then, you know, they they at least I think then Bill realizes, you know, Frank is gay. I think Frank knew a little bit better earlier on and um they kiss. Um then they sleep together and I, I love that like Frank is like I'm not a whore. I'm going to be here for like a week at least, right? Like, <laughs> And the rest of their lives later. Yeah, and then we skip ahead to them fighting, right? <laughs> yeah, it's like, we need some friends. I yeah. went on the radio. <laughs> you uh, did what? Hey, listen, Bill's right. He shouldn't be talking to people on the radio. <laughs> no, he's let alone giving them a position away. <laughs> um, but I love that they're, they're initially fighting about... Um, painting some of the the, the other houses right frank yeah, was like why frank pretty up the neighborhood and bill's like why are we gonna waste paint <laughs> seriously though man paint's like the best thing you can use to protect shit yeah it's such a waste but he wants to paint up um another house and then the um the store yeah the store which we see in the 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 final time skip and so we're they're, they're fighting they they kind of meet a um uh agreement and then we cut to the lunch party right pretty much yeah but at this point we've seen them blossom and like we've really we yeah. understand that they're partners and they they like doing stuff with each other tickling each other's butts if you will yeah um but yeah, we're we're starting to see that you know the dynamic between them is obviously, if this was not post-apocalyptia, maybe this relationship doesn't work. But yeah, but they do truly support each other, and like you're yeah. starting to really see the love, mm-hmm. which again is the entire point of this show. Yeah, and so the next big beat is this this dinner party because he mentions that he's been talking to people on the radio, and he's like. <laughs> talking to people on the radio um and we get the tess joel frank and bill and like the the dynamic is tess and frank who have been talking on the radio completely finish their 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 meals and then go like he goes to show off the neighborhood or the house or whatever and like Bill is pointing a gun or has a gun on the table facing Joel, barrel facing Joel, like the whole time until like Frank makes him like play nice and he like puts the gun like in his holster. And then I think only at that point when everybody's walked off and it's or the, the other two have walked off, it's just Bill and Joel. I think do they start to eat even a little bit? <laughs> yeah. And. Like, we don't go with Tess and, and Frank. We stay with Bill and Joel. And it's that, I, again, like you pointed out with the letter, like, it's meant to to kind of set up that... They're the same be, person. Well, I don't think Joel is as terrible as um, Bill, right? Um, I don't think Joel hates everybody. Bill very much does. Um, <laughs> uh did we did we skip over really quick in the fight? Is that when he says, um, "You think everybody in the government is Nazis?" And then, <laughs> oh, they are now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so so they the, they kind of have a conversation and um, what do they, what does they want to trade? I'm trying to remember. I just know that Joel Joel offers to trade. Um, High tensile aluminum for yeah. the wire. Nicer fence wire and metal. Because his is already rusting. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I think Joel, Joel makes the point, can rest you, last you the, the rest of your, or your, your life. Your or lives. Life. Your lives, yeah. Which subtle use of dialogue there is very clever. Yep. Good writing. <laughs> so we get them kind of talking this out and, 
and it's it's kind of set up that uh, Joel Joel mentions Raiders, right? And I don't I I think it's a, there's no way they didn't get a couple or or Bill didn't have any before, right? But I think you know Joel mentioning that wire, and that's something that like Bill can't get. So they they start to trade, and like Bill and Bill and Frank are like somewhere outside of Boston. So I think it's just like a stop off on their like smuggling route, right? Um, yeah, knowing knowing New England geography or that area of geography, there's a, there's a million towns just kind of like that, you know, the Lexingtons and the yeah. Concords. It's kind of I think it's kind of in posed if i remember right there was like a statue of a Minuteman or something right um oh. i don't know I, I, either way it's it's that kind of historic massachusetts yeah. town revolutionary war town which is another juxtaposition of like yeah I... <laughs> yeah so we get um, them, and it's it, it's kind of like in the first episode we hear about like oh they talk to people on the radio, and it's Joel and Tess in Boston. His brother Tommy is out, and I think they know he's out in in, in Wyoming or wherever. Um, and then um, Bill and Frank, they all have like this radio code, and we learn that it was Frank's idea, right? Yeah. Certain eras of music mean certain things. And danger is the eighties, and um, which we had heard the previous episode in the in the first episode, right? When when the the radio goes off, which we learn in this episode, it's because um, like Bill has a kill switch that if he doesn't um, get back and set reset the radio songs, it immediately yeah. goes to eighties. Um, so they're they're we cut from the dinner party to the Raiders, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it's like immediate. And it's Frank waking up and Bill's outside standing in the So this has upset a lot of people like Bill wouldn't have been standing out in the middle of the street. He would have been using cover, blah, 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 blah. Um, not important. Not important, but also like I think to that argument, it's that when we get to Bill and Frank's relationship and, and how Frank is Bill's purpose, I could see it being for him, you know. I don't want to stand in our bedroom and shoot from here because they will shoot back into this space, right? They will shoot at this house that Frank cares about. They will shoot at Frank. So he goes outside, right? And I think he would, I think if Frank hadn't come out, he maybe would have made his way over to like another house or something, right? Yeah. Um, but he's anyways, in a, it's not important. It's not important. What's important is he gets shot and he dies. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But he gets shot as as Frank's coming out to help him, and um, he Frank drags him inside, and he's he's he, it seems like he's dying, right? Like he's he's, he's giving him instructions on get call Joel and Tess, right? Get Joel, Joel, take care of you, right? And that's all he's worried about is like I have a plan. There's, he probably has a bug out bag, and like, <laughs> and it's uh, Frank taking care of him while this is happening, and then we we cut. And so if you played the game, I played the game, I knew that one of them was dead, right? So at first I was like, when is Frank going to die? How are they going to kill Frank, right? Because that's how it is in, in the game. Yeah. This happens, and I was like, oh, fuck. Frank's going to be the one who's alive, and then Bill's the one who's dead. Like, what a cool inverse. What but then, a crazy plot twist. Yeah, and we cut, and there's... This time the death canoe is actually the hero. <laughs> Hitler's canoe. Um, the... From afar, you see someone's in a wheelchair, and then somebody comes out to. You assume it's going to be him. Yeah, you think, okay, well, he got shot in the gut. He's he's probably like crippled or something, but no, it's um, it's a it's a twist on a twist on a twist, right? Not only did neither of them die yet, (laughs) um, Bill recovered, and now Frank has um. Was it's a muscular? Uh, it's MS. It's MS, right? Um, it's, it's never said, but it's inferred. Like I that. Think, that is the, Those are the symptoms of MS. I think they say on the their their like post podcast that it is it is MS or it's effectively supposed to be, right? Um, 
And they also say there was no cure even before this. Like, but um, we kind of it's them having their their days in a wheelchair. He needs pills and uh, for all kinds of stuff. They're old. They're very old. And um, especially for the post apocalypse, um, we with an incurable disease. But we we see that Frank's been like painting a lot. I, I don't know if they had hinted at it so much before, but, you know, at this point, there's paintings all over the house, and it's, like, very, um, is Impressionist the right style? It's not, like... What What are we, some sort of art dealers? Okay, it's supposed to look je- exactly like the person. It's supposed to look like them and have, like, definitive features, but it's drawn very, like... Abstractly? Ab- yeah. It, it, it's It's... Um, it's not, they're not going for one for one. Anyway, he, he's been doing a lot of this art and then he's like, he's at a point where he's struggling to paint. And the theory is like, that's kind of when he makes his mind up that like, all right, I can't even paint Bill anymore. I'm, I'm done. Like, I'm, uh, he has to carry me up and down. Like, I think they moved their bedroom to the first floor. Yeah. Um, he, he has to, he's on all these pills. He, he, you know, he's it's not a happy life. No, no, and he he doesn't sleep that night. You see, we see them go through a whole tough day. He he doesn't sleep that night, and he tells Bill in the morning, like, "I'm done. Like, I I I've had a good life, but like, I I can't. I'm you know, this is my last day." And Bill kind of pushes him on it, and he's like, "No, like, I'm I'm doing this. You're gonna help me do this." And one of the things they do, which goes back to our point, is they get married. <laughs> um, but they it was legal married. then. Massachusetts passed that in 2004. Yeah, <laughs> uh, they're breaking the law. Uh, Federal would not allow this. So they they have this very nice day. Uh, Bill, they they go to the shop. They put on nice clothes. They get married. Um, they, you know, the uh, last wish sort of day. Yeah, 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 yeah. They they have the the first meal again, right? It's that rabbit or whatever it is with the, yep. the same one. Um, they, you know, he he helps. He just like uh, does sleeping pills in the wine. I think for for Frank and the big reveal is that. Uh, Bill drank it too, right? Like he, he which as someone who hasn't played the games, I thought that was like, oh yeah, he's definitely gonna Romeo and Juliet this shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing is like, it, as 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 it was going, I didn't obviously like he the the cue to the audience is um, Frank has his last little glass of wine where you see like them crush pills up and they make it very apparent. Um, although it didn't look chalky enough, if you ask me. Uh, <laughs> Alcohol dissolves things pretty quickly. Um, but then when uh, like Bill toasts him, Bill throws it back too. Yeah, like, that's the cue to the audience, and and Bill's like, "Oh no, the whole the whole bottle like was enough to kill an elephant." I think is what he said. Yeah, I think so. And uh, c- classic Ron Swanson line, but uh, oh fuck, you know what? I forgot the strawberry giggle. <laughs> oh yeah, strawberries. Uh, there's just a sweet moment of them. I think before the the before the Raiders. It's before the Raiders and after the dinner of them. Because he traded a gun for strawberry seeds. Yeah, and they they go on a jog, and then he like takes him to a strawberry patch that he's been he's secretly been growing strawberries, and it's a very sweet moment. We get a a Ron a uh, Nick Offerman Nick giggle. Offerman giggle right like just very very out of character, very great, very sweet. But so these the the these characters uh go go to bed go to sleep and you know then we jump again to joel and ellie showing up it's even more decrepit the doors unlocked and joel's like understandably like oh shit there's raiders or something right because he like walks right in um and i didn't notice get this until after right he he goes to where their bedroom is and the door is like jammed up right yeah and when he finally creeps it open just a little bit, because they left the window open, it makes like a wind, like suction thing, and that's what slams the door, um, like the front door, because the front door slams and interrupts. Yeah, um, huh, that's clever. Yeah, 
because we never. I need to rewatch that now. Yeah, it it because I when the door slammed the first, that's weird does like Bill just have like a an automatic because I can see it like being like he's got a trap door like some weird mechanical door thing I don't know, but they again they uh, pointed out in the podcast like it's it's the wind tunnel but they're saying that's kind of like I don't know divine intervention being like you just leave like leave this tomb kind of right like yeah. um, you ever seen the mummy. <laughs> Uh, so, so there, he, he, the door slams and I think he might go in, but then Ellie y- yells out that she found that letter left for Joel. Um, the, the food is still out. It, it's rotten. Um, it, given the state, I'd say it's, it's probably like a, a, a few months, may, maybe a, a, a month or two, right? Yeah. The food's still there, but it's rotten. It's rotten, but there's still bugs, and it's not completely gone. So I, I don't, I'm not a forensic doctor. What are <laughs> we? Some sort of forensic doctor? I'm a forensic mm. art doctor. So they, uh, we get this note, which is just Bill. Uh, it doesn't. I love that Ellie reads the he 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 that he left in like the. <laughs> um, but it's just saying like, it, it's for Joel, and it's it's about him like having a purpose having a purpose and that you know and and loves the purpose right and that frank was basically his whole world god you know god help anybody that gets between me and frank and the only reason i kind of respected you joel because i don't like you but i respect you is that you're like me and you know tess is going to be your whole purpose and you know whatever but ellie doesn't read that part she she kind of gets choked up Gives it to Joel, or, or she says Tess, I think, or and gives it to Joel. Joel reads the rest outside, and um, you know disposes of it. We, he, it's all the codes and stuff, and and they get the car and the battery, and uh, he won't let Ellie get a gun, even though he's got <laughs> a wall of them. The the gun collection from Tremors One, uh, <laughs> and that's exactly what I was thinking when I saw that scene. Yeah, too. It, it's. It's it's, it's got to be a reference, right? <laughs> They've got I mean, some musket, and he's got like I don't know. I, I, we got to see like one for one if they they put a bunch of the same guns, but <laughs> um, they, you know, it, it feels like a really high point for them in that you think before the next episode, and we'll talk about it next week. Like, oh, they're gonna have all of these like supplies in this truck. Everything's gonna be pretty pretty great now. <laughs> And it was for a little while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to Kansas City pretty much. Yeah. That's most uh, of the country. But yeah, uh, uh, they take showers. Uh, Ellie's like, you have to take a shower to Joel. Um, they get, like, clothes, um, toilet paper. As someone who doesn't really enjoy showering himself, <laughs> can you imagine how good a shower in post-apocalyptic world would feel with hot water? Yeah. Um. I, you've never done like a tough mud or anything, but like those races, especially the long ones, even the cold, shitty like hose water <laughs> at those campsites they give you to just like get the mud off. It's just such a relief. I would imagine after like a week in the a month or whatever in the apocalypse, a year even, a, a, sh- a hot shower or a, at least a lukewarm shower would be amazing. <laughs> Just river bathing for us, but um, so so they 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 get out. I mean, it is important. It isn't important, honestly. I, I think it, it. So many people put so much emphasis on it, and like, what's more important is like Ellie's interest in violence and being violent. But she does get the uh, the pistol that we had seen Frank had like in his desk. Desk pop. Desk pop, and she hides it because Joel won't let her have a gun. Um, and they go out uh, in the truck, and this is, I think, the difference is in the game, and we get it in the next episode. It's that like alone and forsaken song when they put in the cassette. Yeah, but in this, it is Linda Ronstadt, the song that they 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 sang to each other when they first met, and. Uh, I think the I think the joke is still. Oh, we also get Ellie's never been in a car before, right? Yeah, that was fine. <laughs> it's like a spaceship. Um, he doesn't know what a seatbelt is. Uh, 
they yeah they hit the road and they listen to the 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 same song that we 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 opened their love story with and we like zoom back into and you're um, just falling yeah into the window which is a loading screen from yeah the- i know I, I saw that i was like that's a famous shot yeah because it, <laughs> it, depending on where you were in the game the main loading screen would reflect a window in that area like so they they i don't know if i've told you the whole idea their original idea was that the um and it never came to fruition probably because hbo was like no this is stupid uh was that every episode that skip button would be there but it you know like you're on hbo there's a the skip comes up so you can skip through the the recap and you can skip through the the intro and they were gonna have a recap or an intro really it would just be it would say play not skip and it would sit on one of those windows relevant to whatever the episode was until you hit play and it would just be like a cycle like a a screensaver basically that would have been cool but that would have gone over terribly also like the the hbo is like we're not going to dedicate you know, a budget to do this weird thing for your stupid video game show that we're <laughs> we're only really doing because the the Chernobyl guy attached himself to. And boy, did they crush it! <laughs> I, I mean, episode three. It, it's if you watch nothing else of The Last of Us, all four of you here to listen to us watch up to episode three at least, right? Like it is so phenomenal. Yeah, and it, like, while nothing happens, it fits, it doesn't drive the plot at all, really, other than getting a battery in a truck. Yeah. But it drives, like, this show is about characters, and it's yeah. about the love between the characters, and really, like, what's the only thing that actually matters in this world? Yeah. You know, ultimately, that's the question in the last episode that you have to ask. Yeah. Um, But, like, just having... Having a moment of two characters completely separate helps create this world, helps you feel invested in this world now. Like before this, you know, you had your main characters, of course you're supposed to care about them. Yeah. But like giving credence to these other characters helps you care about everything in the world and the fact that all of these people are human and they have their own story. Yeah. Well and then like I think people really discredit the fact that like this is Bill and Frank were probably technically Joel and Tess's best friends, right? Or equivalent in the apocalypse. Best yeah. friend being this. You could trust these two people. Yeah. Like that's, which best is more than you can say about 90% of people in the apocalypse. Right. The guy that they this opened with, this sold them of, of or didn't, wouldn't take backsies on a, a battery, right? Like, and that's what set up that he was torturing Tess and was thinking about like killing her and leaving for her for dead in the basement right like other than the fact that joel would have come for him <laughs> yeah that is, like he, that was his big thing is he was terrified of joel i fucking forgot about that <laughs> um that's i i just like in that that if everybody is like that guy who sold them the shit battery or didn't sell them the battery and that's that's usually who they're around and they also fucking knew who marlene was and like hated her um, which you found out you really do deserve to hate her. <laughs> they knew she was and they hated her. And like, like so they're surrounded by all these people they hate. Joel and Tess, for, we never get the why. Uh, I assume, given the nature of the show, it falls more on Joel. But it could probably be on both of them. That like, Well, they- she says before she dies that, like, I never blamed you for not feeling the way that I do. Yeah, yeah. But I, that's the thing is, I think... We we will never see that. I think Joel did. He just, I don't know. It's that like, that like. He was never willing to feel vulnerable until yeah, he got a new daughter. Yep, 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 yep. It, it, toxic masculinity kind of like I feel like takes it to another place. It's not. It's it's that like repressed, right? Like that. Well, you're not willing to feel it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like that's that's a that's. They were the closest to each other, and they were still like couldn't even cross that, like talk about that, right? And after that, it's like, well, who are their friends? Oh, it's these two fucking randos who live, you know, a day's two days travel outside of the city where we almost die to go see them. And then after that, everybody else is trying to kill us at all the time, right? Like, 
It's not the fireflies. It's not Fedra. <laughs> it's the infected. It's, it's not, yeah, it's it's the 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 other scavengers, right? Like, it's yeah. It, it, these are important people, and like seeing them and seeing their interactions with Joel and Tess, um, are important to informing those characters. And then also like that letter is very clearly putting it out there to the audience, like, hey, pay attention to this. This is going to be related to every relationship and every episode going forward. Yep. Anyway, perfect show. Uh... <laughs> it is a pretty perfect show. And a, a near perfect show, perfect episode. The only thing they could have done better is somehow made it a movie. So, you know, our boy could have won the Oscar. Yeah, could have gotten an Oscar. Seriously, though. Like, that is like the only thing is like. A less maybe a lesser show, I don't know, but like part of me says, you know, having a time limit on that is good. That yeah. way it you know, if it's forced to end. But like you really could have dragged that out another twenty, thirty minutes. Like they did so much time skipping where you could have done way more with him taking care yeah. of him with through his MS. But like you got it. They they got the point across, so you didn't need all of that. No. God, what what a great episode! <laughs> the emotion, like you're just not, especially after the previous episode, you weren't expecting something like that, where it's this really poignant, beautiful love story. Yeah, that ends like that, obviously, because it's a post-apocalyptic world. But oh, it just it hits you so hard and so emotionally, and it just they acted the crap out of it. Yeah, that I. I, another thing some people pointed out is, like, they were really upset that, like, understandable, like, suicide's a very complicated topic. But they're very upset that these characters committed suicide, right? And, well, do you live in this world? Then don't yeah, judge them! Yeah, that, that's pretty much it is just, like, I think the directors and um, the, you know, the actors all pointed out, like, this is such a terrible and different world for Mars. And, like, they both, like, one is the wrong term, but, like, that they both, like, won, right? Like, they, they had a happy life for, what, 20 years with each other, and they were at a point where it was just, like... It's, it's time. It's, <laughs> it's, like, what what more is there, right? Like, they, you know, what would Bill be without frank right like like if, if if he went through with it and frank just like died and it was just bill on his own that character that person wouldn't even be the same at all yeah and um, it's and again the entire point of that episode is to show mm -hmm. the purpose for people in this world revolves yeah. around the very few individuals that you actually care about and yeah. in Without that, your life is meaningless. Yeah. Yeah. So then, you know, that all concludes in a big ending, but that's what sets up all of the stuff. And I think it was a ballsy move as a director to do that. Like, yeah. there's a lot of different ways you could have set that kind of thing up, but to do it as a love story between two random characters that you don't even see for the rest of the show. Like, no yeah. flashbacks, no nothing. Nope. Like, that, that's a ballsy move to do it that way, and it truly paid off. They might not even be mentioned other than once in episode four after this? Like... I don't even know if they did that. Other than saying, you know, talking it's passing, like, this is his truck. Yeah. It's like, oh, his taste in music was terrible. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, this is really what you expect when you think Scary Movie 3 and... <laughs> <laughs> what if the writer of Scary Th Movie 3 collaborated with the director of some Daredevil slash Altered Carbon episodes? <laughs> oh, what, a gay love story that's probably the best love story on television if not including movies <laughs> it's it's up there for like really well done love stories i'm trying to think of also let's make the the leads comedians right like it's yeah. <laughs> it's so like anti-formula all the way down and it's just so perfect i i don't have anything else to say about this i, I we could just talk about this forever uh, do you have anything you want to go out on 
Um, yeah, over the weekend, I was playing a board game. Okay. It's, it's called Stratego. I've never heard of it. Uh, it kind of reminded me of this episode. Because, okay. you know, you have to be skeptical yeah. of certain things, especially in this world, and you don't know what's around the corner. Um, but, you know, you have to use your pieces and trust your pieces in order to advance the game. And, you know, you know you're killing other people, but you're gaining ground and you got to get your way through to the other side and, you know, capture the flag kind of thing. Okay. You know, I just felt like that was really similar to this show where you have to really understand the pieces that you have and you've got to be really cautious of everything in front of you. And then which one is the which which fungus is the bomb? <laughs> That's definitely the uh, bloaters. The bloaters. <laughs> the uh, the spy is the uh, clickers. Okay. Okay. <laughs> the spy is the 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 little the little fungus on the ground that people accidentally step on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> right. Can't do much, but it can screw you. <laughs> Have a good night, bud.